But seriously, right. I was, um, yeah, thanks so much for coming on, Mac. I'm really glad to have you on. Thank you so much for having me, Michael. I really appreciate it. I, I love the way that we've connected. I love that this has happened so serendipitously. I think it's more uh, indicative of the vibe than anything else. So I'm very excited. A hundred percent. And like you it totally took the words out of my mouth. I was going to say serendipitous as well. I, I love using that word. And um, it's my favorite word. Yeah. And I was really um, pl I was really um pleased to see when you messaged me that day saying you know you took a look at the podcast i just put out this is such a new podcast and um i was like wow i think this is fantastic i would love to have her on because it sounds i took a look at your stuff it's funny erica showed me your uh your page at first and i was taking a browse through everything and it's like oh we are very aligned in a lot of respects here okay. and um so what i wanted to ask you is um with your fitness and your motivation and your uh, human building uh, how did that all what was the spark that ignited all that? Was it one spark? Was it many things? How did that all happen? It's really awesome. It is my favorite question to answer on a podcast because it's such a long fucking story. Of course, story. yeah. Imagine. Um, <laughs> so uh, I guess the best place to start is is in the gym because that's where a lot of my journey right. started. Sorry, I have my dog here, so she might be running oh, around or trying to get comfortable. <laughs> my cat does um, the same. Yeah, she's my little soulmate. So I uh, initially got into the gym because I was trying to get control of not only my identity, trying to reclaim some of that, mm -hmm. um, but I was really trying to make sense of what I lovingly and affectionately call your three pound meatloaf. Um, I had a lifelong battle with anxiety, depression and panic attacks. Uh -huh. uh, coupled with a toxic relationship and some familial history that made it really difficult. And um, when I first got fit or first started embarking on my fitness journey. It started with seven minutes in my underwear on a yoga mat, just moving. Right. Like, Fuck, right. right. If I can do this once a day, like I'm doing something right. Right, right, right. And as I started moving into my coaching career, which has since evolved pretty far away from fitness in ways that I'm right. very grateful and proud of, um, because I believe that, you know, the workout it really is only one hour in the gym. Yeah. That, is, that is one hour of your whole life. There are 23 other hours of the day where you are going through the reps that matter, where you are trying to figure out who you are, who you want to be, yes. dealing with the internal demons, your shadows, your things like that, exploring your spirituality, exploring your um, creative endeavors, the way that you love and want to be loved, things like that, that I felt and saw professionally were the real reason why people yes. were coming to me. And um, when I was personal training, I would sit people down in front of me and say, okay, like, why are you here? And they're uh -huh. like, I want to get fit. And I'm like, that's cute. Why right. are you actually right. here? No, <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. That is, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Uh, and, you know, long story short, it evolved into what we now know as the human builder. And so I believe yes. in building human beings from the inside out. And that mm -hmm. means putting your brain, your mental health, your consciousness at the center of the entire journey. And those are the reps that nobody wants to do. But if you do them, you will hit PRs in and out of the gym that you never would have been able to summit had you not learned to sit exactly. with that space. So I am a one-on-one -on -one coach. Um, I work with men and women around the world to understand their three-pound meatloaf and how it relates to their meat that. suit um, <laughs> in a way that actually makes sense for them. So I take exactly. a very grounded, personal approach to this whole experience. Um, I also do my sessions on the phone, not on Skype, so that it is in total anonymity. If uh, an I individual see. does not want anyone to know that they are seeking this kind of guidance, um, nobody has to know. If they don't want to be seen, they don't have to be. Um, there's no visual stimulus on this human avatar. It's just that's, that's good. feeling through and practicing those communication skills. So my bachelor's degree is in mass media communications, but it mm -hmm. took me almost seven years to get my degree. And in that time, I went to three different universities in three different states and studied wow. psychology psychology, anthropology, interpersonal communication, um, human behavior, anything that made a human being a human being had my interest. And outside of that, as you can kind of see on like my library here, yeah. um, which is like, this is like a fifth of what we actually have around <laughs> oh, the house. I bet. Um, yeah. I could not get enough of psychology and, uh, or, uh, psych based studies, uh, human behavior based studies. Um, right. and included in that is that 
research into psychedelic history, understanding that and how the brain works. So I believe that I am both a mirror and a bridge. So my role in session is to hold the reflection for that individual of either qualities in themselves that they forgot that they had in them and a very honest reflection of the truths that they are seeking uh, yes. by being brutally honest and real yes. and getting right to the root of things, not dancing around it, not doing these bobo ass worksheets and shit like that. <laughs> like really, really doing the work. I love that. Uh-huh. Um, and I love, my, I call them my clients. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> we right, become right. like friends and family. Like uh-huh. I love them unconditionally. Um, and we are also now rocking and rolling with the master class, which That's is a right. 12 week long program. Uh, to put the power of rewriting your story rather than being attached to a narrative uh, back in your hands by understanding in-depth education on the gut-brain axis, um, psychology and human behavior as it relates to your total integrative wellness and exploring the energetic, more mystic side of things, which is where I love to play. (laughs) Of course. I think that is one of the most fun aspects. And I mean, you just touched on so many points there. I I think each of them I could go on and please do have at it go for it (laughs) um gosh where do i start (laughs) i I really like what you were saying about well in the beginning when somebody approaches you at the gym saying i want to get fit it's like okay great that's fantastic but what it is that you really want because you know i practiced martial arts for a long time and i guess that is my equivalent to what you were saying how i first how you first started with fitness i first started with martial arts which was really nothing more than my parents signed me up at one point when i was seven (laughs) And, you know, I quit for a few years and I went back on my own accord, like at 12 and I, you know, continued for, I still teach to this day. That's um, amazing. Not, yeah. I'm not training as actively, as actively as I used to, just because of people go different routes and training partners that you really bond with is so important in martial arts. It's not like, it's not so easy to do by yourself kind of a thing because you, you, you understand people's bodies and energies and emotions and like you know, you, your partner's kind of like part of you, kind of like a dance partner. Oh yeah. It's like having a gym husband or wife. Like they, it, they are there for you. That's the reason I haven't gotten back into martial arts. I haven't had a partner right, or, or a training partner or a coach that, that. I, I feel comfortable with or trust. So I totally understand. Oh, it's comfortable. It's being comfortable with, it's trusting them. It's um, being compatible with your size, being compatible with your just general physicality. Um, so many things. That was something my instructor always kind of emphasized with me is you got to be able to t- uh, trust each other very well, because especially when you're, what kind of martial arts did you practice actually? I did Muay Thai, Jits and boxing. Okay. Okay. So with jujitsu, did you guys do a lot of like throwing and grappling and stuff? And I'm grappling, sure, but did you we throw did much? some grappling? Um, my focus was not necessarily on training to fight, even though we were uh-huh. trained like fighters. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. more concerned in the in the mechanics and stuff. So yeah, we did some grappling. Um, we did uh, a lot of drill oriented training. Lots of Obviously, we were on mitts right. and bags and stuff like that. Um, uh-huh. But I loved grappling. But that that's, again, even something as a woman that, like, uh, yeah, is uh-huh. so hard to find a trustworthy male or female. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. No. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I, I, I could even go off on that. But but um, I was thinking about the th- – oh, I wanted to know what your history was with that because with the – I did a lot of throwing in my martial arts. It's a Korean art called Hapkido. So when you're throwing people, it's uh, there's a lot of trust going on because they're slamming into the ground and part of their fall is their own technique and their own peace of mind. But then part of it is your own technique and your own peace of mind. And are you trying to hurt them? Or do you yeah. not care about them? Are you just flopping them on the ground? So there's just such a huge trust dynamic oh, going on there. And, you know, it all boils down to intense. You know, one of the things I think I really got out of martial arts a lot, I got, I got, I got a lot out of this. Um, just really being attuned with people's energy, their intentions. And, and you really get a lot of that when you're fighting with people. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it's such what I, and I think I can totally tell you, this is like, so in your wheelhouse is it's such an intimate energetic exchange when you're fighting with somebody and yeah. it's, you, you go into fight or flight mode and literally, no, literally. Right. <laughs> literally. And, <laughs> and it's like that, that archaic part of your brain, what do they call it? The limbic system is it just takes over. Usually, if, if you're not in control of it, if you just kind of freak out and, you know, somebody who was so calm one moment might try to kill you all of a sudden. It might really want to take you down. Some people shrivel up into a raisin and they freak out. Mm-hmm. And that's just helped me so much in my life, just 
being able to attune myself with um, working with people because, you know, I don't know, uh, I know you saw my podcast and everything, but, you know, my day to day is I have a, I have a tutoring business. I have a oh, math and science you. tutoring business. Yeah. So I work with uh, toddlers to grown adults, even some teachers I work with. And the martial arts is what laid the foundation to that. So, you know, a lot of times, like you were saying, people ask, I oh, I that. need right people need oh i need help with this math i'm like okay right two plus two is four i think it's so rare that i find people with who actually struggle with the math or intellectually maybe 99 percent of the time that's never the case yeah it's always something a lot deeper like what you were saying always it's like why are you really here always always whether you are doing math or trying to figure out a whole new sport or starting Mm -hmm. a relationship or or embarking on a new business endeavor um, really getting down to that why is the biggest thing. Um, and that's, I, I think I had sent you my why prior to us doing this, yes. uh, because it's something that if anybody ever wants to collaborate or do something, I'm like, I need you to understand why we're doing this uh, oh, before we embark on it. Right. And, um, that's something that I try to embody and it be the example of it, because if I, as a coach, as a guide, um, with an online presence, like if, if I'm going to say, you know, you need to be grounded in your authentic intentions and your why your true intrinsic motivator for why you are embarking on this, I'll get people reaching out going, how did you build your online following? Or how did you start your business? How did you, I'm like, Oh, well that's because I uh, didn't have another choice because my why was so big. And when we can get to that as guides, as tutors, as teachers, as coaches, uh, when we can really align with those intrinsic motivators, we can move mountains that are so far beyond the surface level conflict that the individual thinks they're processing. You know, someone might come to me and say, oh, I have a gut condition and I need to fix my nutrition and then under the surface yes. it's well your limbic system or your trauma center as it's referred to by you know psychoanalysts uh-huh. um, yes. because that's exactly what it is it's your filing system for every trauma or uh, any fear any anxiety you've I ever see. stored right so mm-hmm. when that gets fired the cognitive yes. part of our brain or our prefrontal cortex will start to mm. print a label on what it thinks that signal is and it'll be like oh it's this math problem that's causing me trouble it's this class that's causing trouble and in reality it's a much older signal that took root much much longer it's like a false association yeah yeah absolutely almost every time and then people you think it's easier to identify with that because it's so much more of a surface label it's like oh this is just because my teacher sucks and that's why i have trauma it's not my fault it is always easier to blame an external variable than sit with the discomfort within yourself that's that, that sounds like it'd be like bold in the textbook right there yeah you just said <laughs> like yeah. what you highlight <laughs> <laughs> like oh that's gonna be yeah, a big right. exam <laughs> right 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 exactly yeah no that's that's a hundred percent it like um i'll have people you know especially when we do i i do free mini sessions with people like like what's next like mini session like hey like let's just connect let's connect like people if we vibe we vibe if we don't we don't and um one of my favorite moments is to catch someone who doesn't realize that they're doing it that they're deflecting the actual issue um and going okay but why do you think that is where is that coming from what it what are the roots of these weeds? You know, we can pull weeds yes. by the bud or by the leaves, right, but the weed's going to grow back. Right. It's going to grow back. You got to pull it by the root. And I, I believe that my role is to pick up where uh, therapy and personal training and traditional coaching leave off um, I see and really uh-huh. drive that in, intention home that, that you have to learn how to sit with yourself. You have to sit with these traumas. You have to learn how to sit with the uncomfortable, just like you would in the gym to hit a PR, um, to hit a yes, whole other yes, kind of PR. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And one of the things one of my martial arts instructors always told me is, is he's like, it's, this isn't martial arts. This isn't, this isn't learning how to fight. This isn't learning how to kick somebody's butt or getting fit yeah. or getting your kicks super high. It's, it's for soul polishing. This is what all this is about. Ooh. It's all representative. I love I know. that. Yeah, right. I, I was I was really fortunate to have very good instructors that were, you know, badasses on the mat in terms of fighting, but also really deeply philosophically rooted and driven and and, you know, really practiced 
yoga in depth outside of the mat or really studied philosophy or really were, you know, they were all in body, mind, and soul. And, uh, where was I going with that? Another analogy he made, which I really love was he goes, you know, when you step on the mat, this is like a microcosm of the world out there and try your best to leave everything, all your troubles off the mat. When you step on, this is kind of like your, uh, clear safe space. This is where you purify this is where you cleanse you know which is so indicative of so many pretty much any ancient tradition you know like what holy water represents or what you know uh when you when you set foot into a temple washing your feet kind of a thing um and what goes on there determines how you deal with it in the macroscopic scale in the real world. Like, you know, when somebody punches you in the face and, you know, what are your thoughts in that moment? Are your thoughts, oh, I should have kept my hands up. It's my fault. Or are your thoughts, I'm going to kill that person. Or are your thoughts, why is that person so mean to me? Mm. There's so many interpretations of it. And it's, and it's an example of, you know, for example, how you deal with conflict. Um, You know, have you ever had any moments like that when you were (laughs) training or when you're coaching others or that's all you deal with? <laughs> Can I get a resounding fuck yes? Of course. Right. <laughs> um, I every day, every day there's a moment right. where I catch myself going, why is that thought that thought? Why are you reacting that mm-hmm. way? Um, you know, as much as fitness and martial arts were a huge part of my experience, acting and um, improvisation uh, yes. and filmmaking were a huge part of my life. And the right. one phrase that annoys the shit out of me is acting is reacting. Like that is the uh, least natural thing that we could do. And hear me out here because this is, might sound counterintuitive. Yeah. <laughs> In a scene, if someone just reacts, they're yes. jumping on the next person's line without allowing for any emotional or energetic exchange. Space, yeah. Uh-huh. If we are authentic in that role-playing, because that's all we're actually doing as human beings, uh-huh. we're role-playing. Uh-huh then we allow for space, we allow for observation, we allow for time and, and respect of that, of that individual, right? Um, I'm also, I, I love yoga. I'm a practicing yogi as well, um, as right. much as I am a little gym rat. Uh, right. <laughs> but one of the things that I, I've learned in my own practice is that the mat is very much so a microcosm of our experience and more so or the gym. Yeah. Or the gym. Right. But, but to, to your, to your metaphor, um, the mat specifically, you only have X amount of space that is in your control. And if you are moving in a flow out of time with the other people in that room, then you are saying what I want to do is more important than the other energies present in this room. And uh, yoga, by definition, uh, is unity. It's not just unity of brain, unity. body, and spirit, but it's unity in the community as well. And when we catch ourselves drifting and going, well, is that person doing something? Or is that person stronger than me? Or is that person doing something better or more effectively yeah. than I am? That's it's the mind just constantly. It's just the ego doing its little dance, being a little yeah. nervous. You know, it's just fear stepping in um, and trying to bang its pots and pans of neurotransmitters to command our attention because it feels threatened to some degree. But if we are focused on our mat, on our work, on our practice, because it will never be perfect, um, not only will you be in alignment with everyone else in that space, but you will likely find more alignment and cleansing and purification of your own physical being in that space. The gym is no different when, when I'm talking about the gym, um, in this context, I, I am often referencing, uh, the approach of the workout. You know, you don't walk into the workout and do your warm up and your strength and your working sets and your cardio all in one set. You look like a dumbass. (laughs) (laughs) You have to take it one step, one rep at a time. And the only way to be fully in Uh that rep and get what you need out of it is by being fully intentional and conscious and aware of every rep, of every muscle as it's moving one beat at a time. And the true athletes, the big athletes, the pros, they're not looking Mm -hmm. at any motherfucker but themselves because they know who the true opponent is. Absolutely. You know, that really, that last part you were talking about got me to think. 
not everybody is necessarily ready for such an intense transformation like that of looking inward mm -hmm. because it's so daunting and scary. And because one of the things I've noticed in my, I've been tutoring now and teaching for like 10 years, actually, um, especially when students are younger, they're not so personally motivated for excellence. And so I imagine you probably work with more adults. Yeah. Uh, probably with, only with adults. my yeah. level of work, um, uh, right. I am because of the, depth of it my limit is 18 yeah, and up yeah. but my intention is to start bringing this information and access to this level of information on brain health and physical wellness to teens eventually right because it, i think there are two totally different completely different people ballparks yeah. yeah and because one of the things i've noticed is again like, like 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 i was saying earlier about it's usually never an intellectual issue it's work ethic it's responsibility or you know there's a lot of family issues behind the scenes that i'm totally not aware of or maybe slightly aware of like I had you know a student of mine um the father just kind of sat me down one day and just kind of told me their situation and it's you just never know what somebody's going through and it may have nothing to do with the difficulty of the material or maybe they're very unmotivated because of just this massive trauma that happened in their life and they have they had such little control yeah. over it maybe it happened at such a young age and but do you ever find yourself when you perhaps initially consult with somebody that it may not be the best fit because they may not be ready to take on that type of a journey all yet. the time. Right. And it is my responsibility as a guide to discern that for the individual. Of course. Um, I know within 10 minutes right. whether or not somebody is ready. Um, just, I just have like a keen little thing for it. Now, now if I sure. feel that somebody's not ready and they still want to give it a go, I'll let them know straight up. Hey, I think that you should take some time. Um, I think you should mm -hmm. sit with it. I think you should, you know, pray on it, meditate on it. I don't know, do a ritual yes. for it, whatever right. you got to do yeah. to, to make that honest choice. But my responsibility is not to make a transaction. It's to facilitate guidance and growth for an individual that is actively seeking it. Um, and by facilitate, Absolutely. what I mean is hold the space. I'm not trying to force someone into a modality of transformation just because it worked for me which you see a lot in the modern digital oh, yeah. coaching space, um, which I feel is woefully saturated. Um, but I, I, to your yeah. point about oh, yeah. kids, I'm the oldest of five kids. Uh, my youngest sister is 11, turning 12, just turned 12. And um, I believe that there is something to be said for not making motivation the end goal. I think that most kids, especially because they don't necessarily have the emotional acuity to articulate what they're feeling um, and depending on the household if if it is extremely toxic the nervous system is being inundated with survival-based signals at all times and so the individual starts to shut down and I feel like the most important thing which is something that I actively try to do with my online presence as well in the content that we put out is just let that individual whether they are 18 or 8 be seen and let them know that it's okay to not have it all figured out and that it's okay to try and it's okay to be heard and to be weird and be different. And, um, you know, I worked in youth mentorship for a little while and I just love it. Like teenagers and, and young adult, uh, young adults, uh, because I do believe that they're smarter than we are, are really just looking for that space to be seen, heard and acknowledged and, and receive that reminder that, that they're not crazy, that they're not lagging behind and tutors and teachers like you facilitate that space. And it's a beautiful gift. Yes. And it's, and it's really delicate too, because one of the, it's, it's such a fine and delicate balance because, you know, I will say my, um, uh, I would say initial knee jerk approach to a lot of this, uh, teaching and coaching, tutoring, mentoring, whatever it is that we do. We, uh, I come from such a like a traditional discipline background in martial arts, so it's it's quite it's quite strict and mm -hmm. stern, and I tend to gravitate towards that approach because that's what I liked when I was in martial arts. Like we we'd have different instructors come in the mat, and I always liked the main instructor, and he was like the toughest, strictest mm -hmm. guy because I felt like I was getting the best kind of training right. from him as opposed to somebody else. Um, but while at the same time, I have uh, the the thing I've always struggled with is. Uh, properly asserting myself 
And that's what fighting really taught me a lot in martial arts. And it's not to let the anger overtake you to try to dominate somebody, but there's a time and place to assert yourself in situations in life where you don't want to be too much of a doormat. And that's always something I've I've learned to balance with, with, uh, with tutoring and teaching because absolutely it kind of sounds like like against what i was saying but um, a lot of times right a lot of times my approach with kids is uh it depends on how they are how i initially view them and interpret them like you know i'm sure your your gut reaction to somebody largely determines the approach you're going to have with them and then if if that person saw you working with somebody else they'd be like you are a completely different person with me as you were with them oh yeah i mean and i think any any skilled coach or guide knows to meet the individual where they're at, not where they want them to be. And and that in itself facilitates their success. Absolutely. You know, know, like I've told to my students, if if, like some of my kids think I'm, I'm just, I just rail on them. And I'm like, I rail on you because you're, you're constantly giving me nonsense. You're lying to me. You're not telling me the truth, but you know, 30 minutes later when I got this student, they're squared away with all the responsibilities yep. and they have their questions prepared and it's smooth sailing. And and it's like, you could have this too. Just, you gotta, but, um, lately, especially with COVID, um, a lot of the work I've been doing is, you know, the kids are just so sick of sitting in front of a computer. Mm. They're so sick of these zoom lectures. It's just such a lack of social interaction that they're just like tuned out and not turning in homework, late assignments everywhere. And, in a sense, it's been a blessing for me because it's allowed me to, I found myself becoming more assertive with them in, in the right way. Yeah. And I've realized, oh, this is what parents have to deal with all the time. And how, and it's so, I've, I've noticed it would have been so easy for me just to be like, forget it, don't do it, just I don't care. Less work for me. Because, you know, sometimes they do something where they say, oh, I turned in an assignment. And then the mom said, well, they got a zero. And my initial reaction is, you know, why did you lie to me? You know, you're causing all this stress, unnecessary stress on my behalf. And then I'm also thinking, this is what parents deal with day in and day out. And there's a certain sense of selflessness that's required when you're working with somebody like that, because perhaps one day they will become this better person Mm -hmm. if you crack the whip at the right times. And if you don't crack that whip, it's ultimately hurting them. But it's so easy just to not crack that whip. A hundred percent. There's absolutely a balance. It's it, everything's a balancing act, right? Between the mind and yeah. the spirit, the spirit and the physical, the physical and the external and the internal and the external. So there, it's constantly a balancing yeah. act. And I feel that the strongest approach a coach can take is a balance between compassion and discipline. So if we're just disciplining to get them to a desired result, yes. ultimately we're harming them. If we are yes. presenting discipline from a place of compassion because we see so clearly the potential in that individual, that's the yes. sweet spot. Um, I call yes. it a uh, Mama Mac moment with a client <laughs> uh, where I'll go, all right, <laughs> right, right, you know I love you. And they're like, yeah, no. I'm like, you know that you mean a lot to me, right? And they're like, yeah, no. I'm like, all right. I got a, I got a mama bear you real quick and you're going to thank me for it, but it's going to come from the heart because uh I love you Uh because I know you and I see you. I see you better than you see you. I know your potential. I know where you're headed, but you got to stop talking yourself out of it. Right. So there, there, it is a very delicate balancing act, especially in the fitness industry. There's a lot of coaches that just want to deplete clients and push clients beyond a necessary, um, threshold simply because it'll make them look better. And it's something that, I don't agree. I was with. just going to say, you know, that. I just don't. Uh, that's yeah, such an ego it, That's trip. exactly what it is. Like, it, I just wish I want so badly. If I could like have right. one wish, if I had a genie right now and then I rub the bottle <laughs> and then genie pops out and I had one wish, it would be that coaches would stop guiding out of ego. That gu- guides oh, would man, stop guiding out of fear there's so much of that. and ego. And, and unfortunately the solution is so fucking simple which is do the work yourself. Take a taste of your own medicine. Yes. And, 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 and they are not your protege. Like they're, if they want to, you know, I, I talked to my instructor so much about asking so many questions and, and approached him on my own about spirituality, about yoga, about meditation. And he would never really have these conversations with anybody else. And then one day he started kind of really going in depth on it with me. And he goes, just realize I, I I'm only answering these questions for you because you're asking me. I don't 
I don't need this protege to, 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 to stroke me. I don't need to be exalted. I don't need to be, if you're done with it in a week, you're done with it in yeah. a week. I don't care. But if you want to come, you know, the questions are here because you know, you're right. There's so many teachers that, that teach out of not even teach. They, they coach out they of command. ego. They, they, they will, you know, in the martial arts world, it's beating up on a student to show that yeah. they're more powerful. It's telling them stuff like, you know, I bet you'll never train as hard as I trained 20 years ago. So, you know, you can never get to this level. I have worked with people like that. It's all, it's all that kind of stuff. I get it. I totally get it. You know, I, yeah, yeah. I feel that in a real way. And I, and I also feel that, um, you know, this is the human part of the human builder. This is what I, I live for. This is why, I mean, the term human builder was a joke at first. People would be like, what do you do? Uh huh. Are you a personal trainer? I'm like, yes, sort of. Like, are you a life coach? I'm like, absolutely it, not. I don't yeah. know what that means. <laughs> and then they're like, so what do you do? Yeah, I'm glad you I'm said like, that. I'm like, Everybody's yeah. a life coach. Everybody's cer- yeah, Reiki whatever. certified. Like if and... someone is, you know, putting love and light, light worker, Reiki master, something, a yeah. travel influencer in their bio, I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Like, it's too, it's too well, much that's fluff. That's exactly what it is. It's cotton candy bullshit. It is all of the fluff that is covering the real stuff underneath. Like the real work, yes, the real you know. intention, the real power that this information and uh, path can hold for somebody. Um, that when someone, uh, just yes. humans being humans, uh, finds a label that makes them feel important, they, they just align themselves with the but I am. But that's what it is. They're attached yeah, to exactly. the label. They're attached to the label, not the work. And I'm not down with that. No, it's, uh, and, and, and you can't be as a teacher, any of, as, as, a, as, a, as a mentor, as a, as a coach, because then you're passing that on to them and you're letting know that that's okay. And, and part of me that, tries to reconcile with that a little bit is do you think that might be a necessary step into their development though maybe they need that win yeah. right now and maybe that's what gives them the ability to detach from it later i would hope so i would hope so right. um i i would hope that an individual who feels the need to pigeonhole themselves into a box is able mm-hmm. at some point in their lives to realize that they're not built to fit in a box. One of my favorite quotes is that uh-huh. you're not uh-huh. you're not uh-huh. made to fit a mold. You're built. You're made to break them. Like if uh-huh. you're feeling called exactly. to guide, it's because you have a story and a narrative, uh, a series of experiences, yes. interests, passions that are so fucking unique to you then there are all of yes. these people on this planet that are here to connect and learn and guide with you and your story not the trendy label that you're choosing to associate with um i mean again that's it's yes. very much so where human builder came in like i i never ever right. ever on a session miss an opportunity to remind them that i am just right. human as fuck too I am going through it. I am growing. I am learning. Yeah. I am expanding. I receive yeah. recommendations from clients w- with an open heart and love them and and want them to know that this is a mutual evolution. And um, by it no is. means am I asking that individual to do my work. I am not healing through them. I am not looking to them for my fulfillment, even though it is fulfilling. I am making sure that my fulfillment boxes are checked prior to doing that work. Okay, yeah, you're taking so many words out of my mouth. Hundred, abs, uh, yeah. Synergy. Yeah, you, you're right. That is so. That's so. That's so important, though. To like you said, like that fulfillment yourself, because if you don't have that fulfillment prior to working with somebody as a coach, as a mentor, as a guide, you're gonna try to extract that from them, and then you know that's. I guess you could say that's like the whole protege syndrome of, I've already had my fill. I've already you know attained my relative level of whatever you want to call it, peace, happiness, competence. And I'm just here to give, you know, the analogy I like to use for that is, you know, don't feel like you always have to give to people. If, if you're just scrapping by yourself, build up your own wealth. There's nothing to be ashamed of that. Maybe when you're a millionaire, you can start giving a little bit because, because you can't think about it. You can't think, Oh, if I have to give this person 20 bucks, it's going to hurt me. Then don't give yeah. it. It's, it's tainted. 
It's tainted. You have well, to just the, the take only it way and to just forget serve about or give is by pouring from a cup that's overflowing, not full to the brim, oh, not yeah. halfway full, overflowing. Oh, yeah. um, and it's interesting because I, yeah. I, we just uh, outlined and recorded the homework for week seven of the master class, which is about building your routine, or really more appropriately and aptly uh -huh. named the uh, energetic budget. Because without that energetic oh, budget, you're always going to be in the red. If you're not investing in you, yeah. Deplete. If you're not oh, yeah. uh, managing oh, yeah. your funds properly, you're always going to overdraft. And then you're going to go try and buy somebody a birthday gift. My favorite metaphor for this that makes everybody go, oh, yeah, that, mm. that makes sense, is if yeah. you get a <laughs> gift card for somebody and you're like, all right, I bought the gift card. You put no money on it. Right. And you give it to somebody. And then they go and uh, use it at the store. And they're like, hey, this is a little awkward. Um, the gift you gave me <laughs> has no money on it. And they're like, yeah, but it says it has $500 on it. Isn't that nice of me? It looks good. Like it, yes. it was superficial it and nice. Good. It made sense on the external, but uh, there's no actual value to it. So if you want to serve, if you want yeah. to guide, if you want to teach, if you want to give a homeless guy a buck, make sure you got some excess in your account. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think the, the the fine print of that one that I think a lot of people might tend to miss is, and don't feel no. ashamed about yeah. giving it. Don't feel like you owe yes. somebody an explanation or you feel bad yes. and, oh, I'm not a nice person yes. anymore. It's like, no, you Yes. The most you. selfless thing you can do sometimes is be selfish, in my opinion. Yes. Oh, because I think some it has it has insidious compound, like um, implicit effects when you give to somebody that you weren't a hundred percent ready to give to, because then that might come back as resentment every later. Because then they might want something from you and something simple. Hey, can you pick it up at the airport? And you're like, that's it. I've had it with all the shit you've asked me over the years. And they're like, oh, yeah. sorry, I had well, no idea. Well, now we're getting it's... into energetic boundaries, you know? Yeah, and now we're, oh, okay. we're talking yeah, about that's, a that's budget. One, that's another segment <laughs> of your class. Uh, like honoring your budget, yeah, 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 yeah. in other words. You know, you don't have to, just as you said, you don't have to dish out just because you feel that that is the way in which you gain worth is by ditching out, dishing out. Um, your worth is already said and done. Like you're here, you're enough. Yeah. Like, and, and <laughs> but I think that's exactly it, what you just said. You're enough that you don't, you only see, really seek that external validation when you feel you yourself are not enough because you need to. I guess, yeah. pull from different sources instead of having that, you know, have we all sought validation and, and, and praise? Of course, you know, we're all human. And that's like, like what you said, I always tell my clients, I'm, yes. I'm just as much of a human as you are. I have my flaws and yes. we're, we're, and we're all growing. Like I tell that to my students all the time. They're like, you know, the parent might be telling me they got a bunch of missing work and I'm sitting there going, if they had only any idea how much oh my I didn't God, right? do homework in college. It's <laughs> you know? so true. And, and, and telling them at the right moment, I may not tell them when they're 15, maybe when they're in college, I'll be like, by the yeah. way, this is actually what happened. Cause they're a little more matured with it. And they're, they don't look at me as such a, a role model at that point. Um, it's okay. It's to do so that. okay. Um, it's not even <laughs> funny. I mean, I think if any of your listeners take anything away from this, it connects yeah, you if with any them. of your listeners take anything away. It's that it's okay to be human. And when you honor your humanity, that in itself is enough. If you just align with your journey yes. and where you're at and what makes you happy and what lights you up, you're already doing enough. Exactly. And wherever you are is exactly where you should be. And you should be content with that. Now, do you ever find it difficult to sometimes find somebody's why is because where, 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 that's the million dollar question. Okay. You're, you're passionate, you're motivated, you're, you're driven to help people. Great. How do you replicate that in others? How do you find their by spark? That's the, them. you know what by, I mean? By using that humanity uh -huh. and awareness of my own journey and not mm -hmm. only my, my knowledge, like my well of knowledge that I've gathered, um, uh, up until this point, but, um, really sitting with them and, and observing where they're at 
and not trying to push them anything beyond that. Um, I'm a big believer in that one rep at a time approach. Um, at the end of every session is a what's next. Oh, 100%. You know? Hey, what's next for you? What feels right for you? What's the next thing that we the can next, focus the next on micro and really step. do well? Especially when I'm dealing with clients with severe anxiety or depression or um, uh, mental health concerns that can be debilitating. The most important thing for us yeah. to focus on and ground into is that one step at a time. Uh, and while the why is super important, sometimes the why is I know I have more in me. I just don't know how to utilize it. And I'm ready to do that. And that's more than enough, you know, because the why is not concrete. It's evolving. Uh, um, the why expands. It transforms. It goes through metamorphosis, just like the individual does. Um, and I'm a big believer that if you're lucky enough in this human experience, then you're also going to have a lot of transformations in your life. You're going to live a lot of lives in just this one life if you allow yourself to. Yes, because the it is all so transient just by nature that if you're not 100% in tune, I should say this, if you're not transforming all the time, then you're not in tune mm -hmm. with it to a certain degree, whether it's a larger or lesser degree, because it just, oh. it does change. And, you know, one of the most beautiful little uh, posts I read, are you familiar with that I guy? I love uh, what he York, does. That, that was such a huge yeah. inspiration for me starting what I do. Oh, wow. Um, and just sharing stories oh, awesome. daily and, and writing and using my passion for writing and storytelling and poetry to uh, share this narrative mm -hmm. in a way that isn't clinical, that isn't motivation or life coachy based. It's you know, it's real, it's honest, it's coming right. from a deep place. So yeah, I love what he does and, and I love the, his approach that he takes. Yeah, yeah, it's just so raw and, and, and un, it's not gilded. It's not, it's just the people for who they are. And one of the most memorable posts he made that I saw, it was quite a while ago, probably at least a few years ago. It was this uh, woman talking about uh, a marriage with her and her, her, her former husband and she was like, you know, we fell in love and we got married and we had kids and we raised several kids and they grew up to be successful. They graduated college, had their careers and and then we divorced and we and everything ended and not everything ended, but like and then the marriage ended and that's OK. Like and the 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 energy of what she was saying was like, it doesn't have to be this debilitatingly crippling aspect of your life. It just means that something transformed. Maybe you transformed. Maybe he transformed. Maybe you were in sync for a certain number of years and then suddenly one and that's okay. You get out of sync. And I think if you don't honor that, that's almost the worst oh, 100%. decision to make of the two. But it was just so interesting. People say, Oh, divorce. No, no, you guys should no, stay together no. just because it's like, well, well, why are, why, why are we staying together? Because it's contractual because of the tax break, because it's honorable. You know, where, where is the, the, how do you reconcile honor and, soul well, transformation and, and they don't always the most honoring thing you can do is honor society. your own personal journey you're not here to hitch yourself to another person and hope that it works like if that person yeah like if hope. Or, or you know just because the church yeah. said so <laughs> like what 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 yeah, yeah, yeah um yeah, yeah. i am actually i'm a, yeah. a yeah. product of divorce my partner is also a product of divorce and right. we're big believers in uh yeah not taking a traditional approach to marriage and to partnership. And um, when I talk about relationships, yes. especially in this context, you know, I always love to illuminate this option. You know, if anybody's in a relationship or going through a hard time or trying to evolve through this process with their partner to embrace the idea that mm -hmm. there is no such thing as the one doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Uh -huh. Like th there is uh -huh. someone that you uh -huh. choose uh -huh. to share this growth based journey with. And ideally they will complement you yes. in the areas where, where your strengths and weaknesses are. They are likely the inverse of that. Ideally the inverse of that so that you two balance one another. Um, sure. But making uh -huh. that deliberate choice to say, I, I choose you. I choose to grow with you. I choose to, um, go through all of it with you. And if at some point that choice becomes something different, that's okay too. And, and you can yes. have love for it's that okay. person and, and yeah. it doesn't necessarily mean that they will receive it with love. 
that's also unfortunately true. Um, uh-huh. But as long yeah. as you are maintaining your space, filling up your cup, um, making sure that you are overflowing, that your boxes mm-hmm. are checked, it is not your partner's responsibility to check those boxes for you. Um, and I would say that, you know, when I'm guiding a client through a divorce or through a separation, cause it does happen. Um, oh yeah, it wow, happens yeah. pretty regularly. Wow. Uh, it's often because the individual mm-hmm. has sought growth and been so excited and lit up about growing oh, and evolving that their track, their train track starts to go a certain way. And they want so badly for that other person yes. to join them on that path but we also have to honor the fact that we don't share train tracks we're on our own train track and we don't want to create a collision either so if this person is ebbing and flowing with you and on that growth journey with you hell yeah you done found a winner if they are gonna drag you back or make you feel bad for developing yourself or for growing then that's something to consider and look at that's that was amazing. So you really, yeah, oh, you know, the whole spectrum, just, huh? Just helping human beings figure this shit <laughs> out one day at a time, <laughs> helping us embrace right? being a little fucked up. Well, that's one a heavy day un- at a time. That's true, though, because mm-hmm. everybody has something. Everybody has something to to a larger or lesser extent. And oh, where is it going with the, the with the with the divorce thing? Um, I think we get so attached to this incarnate facade of existence that, you know, what people f- fall in love with is the physical and they don't realize that it's, it's just a, uh, it's a snapshot of the soul that's constantly just evolving. And then, so it's, 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 it's such a oh, discontinuity. Maybe you could say when the soul changes, but it looks like the same person. It's like, well, you no, change, change and good. that's not good. If you're and, not changing, if you're not challenging yourself, if you're not evolving, that's something to look at. If you're remaining the same, that's something to look at. Change is a damn good thing. And if your partner can't yeah. deal with that change, they're not for you. You know, what? yes, yes. And one of the things I've really learned to just uh, um, really fall in love with in the past couple of years is, uh, and I'm sure you know about this coming from like the psychology world, is uh, the big five personality traits. I have my own opinions and, on that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Right, right, right. I know everybody like Myers-Briggs, some people love and, and don't love it. But, and, and whenever I look at that kind of stuff, no. it's never, no. ah, this defines my life. I am this and this is label. I'm like, okay, this is cool. It explains yeah. certain things. I appreciate it for what it is. I'm not going to follow it so black and white. But some people just be my because I've noticed it just with clients and just people I've worked with is some people are ex, like cops, detectives, lawyers. They're mm-hmm. so high in that conscientious trait of doing mm-hmm. things, doing the right thing. It's well, what is the right thing? Is because it's is it because the law said it? Is it because the church said it? So and, and you see these people who just will not get divorced after thirty years, and they're just beyond miserable. I have this friend who. <laughs> They were uh, years ago. They were like, uh, "Yeah, if I," uh, and 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 she told me, "I don't care what happens between us. I'm just not a divorce person." And from here until that, it's like, "Whoa!" That's no matter aggressive. what, that's you know. So, so here's Ooh. here's my thing with the Big Five, and I'm glad that you said that. Um, first of all, if you haven't seen it, there's an amazing yeah. documentary that just came out called Persona, and it's okay. about uh, the darker right, truth right, right. behind the the five type personality and i am a huge believer that while Uh. even astrology or um you know because everybody's like i'm a this i'm a that oh my god you're such a scorpio like it's great like it's it's all extra information (laughs) uh you know no yeah no it's like "Eh, no you're just sorry (laughs) go ahead blame it on whatever you want to um but i i don't Uh i said it earlier too i don't believe in pigeonholing a human being into a set block you know and and i think that there's I, no, something to be said that. for embarking on healthful exploration if you want i i mean i've, I've taken the test i my oh, siblings yeah. my partner's taking the test you know we love it like because it's extra insight 
It's cool. It's just yeah, inside. It, but I, I think that's just it. It's extra. It's fun. It's, it's a cherry are, on top. It's sprinkles. It's, to it's though, chocolate chips. Uh, like just because we're on the topic, that there are people that will be so mm -hmm. identified with it because it just like another sticker name tag, yeah. it gives them some sort of sense of belonging and identity. Um, that it blocks out all of these other yes. options, and those options are the things that make an individual an individual. Yes, because, you know, taking tests like that or astrology, there are just these such these predefined, concrete, discrete variables that don't allow any space for just the endless mm -hmm. shades of gray and in, in, in continuity of the energy that could possibly enter our life. I, I don't even want to call it in traits or personalities because even that's so concrete. It's just it doesn't know. I, I, one of my favorite analogies ever I saw it was like uh, I forget how this guy exactly explained it, but in a nutshell, it was like. Uh, If you fill a jar with golf balls and then you pour in the sand, since the sand is so small, it can right. find all those little tiny gaps. And, and, and that's the continuous information of just kind of accepting whatever comes in, whatever weird form it comes in. But if you just concretely think that you're a Scorpio and that's it, and I'm an INFP because of the Myers-Briggs test, then there's yeah. so much yeah. fine well, gradation that you're I think not. that's the most frustrating getting. thing that I'll encounter in life and with a client is someone who goes it's just the way i am makes me literally oh, want to ram my head through glass. No. <laughs> oh it's just i'm just yeah you can see me right no. now i'm like, like no, no, we... no 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 well because that's what exactly what it is it's what a, a cop, cop out. out and it's saying i don't know i don't want to deal with my shit you can deal with it <laughs> and i'm not a fan of that i think yes, that if we are yes. all operating in, in this human collective then each of us has a responsibility to maintain our own corner of this human web and make sure that it is filled and nourished and loved and um evolving so that those ripples can be sent not only to people in our immediate surroundings, but to the entire collective. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. I've, I've worked with that so many times when somebody might want a, well, can you give me an A no. on that? Can you give me a hundred percent? I'm like, uh, right. Well, see, I don't have a problem with it usually, but you clearly need this for something. You clearly, this is a void that, so why do you want to feel this? Yeah, way? I, I could exactly. write the Like for example, I could change, um, change anything. If I'm in a in the gym with a client, and just uh, fitness is a good example, and I'm like, you know what? No, it's okay. I'll do the reps for you. That's exactly what right. you're saying. Right, because that's exactly um, or worse, what you're if saying. If the client comes in, and they're like, "Can you work yeah. out with me? Because I don't want to do it." How are you ever going to develop? So that's really like how I, I developed this coaching protocol was wanting to eliminate that codependence on an external on an external variable. So by coaching and guiding remotely, while yes, I am there for support and guidance, it is absolutely 100% up to the individual to follow through, to follow through on those what's next steps, to log and submit their check-ins with their nutrition, to put into practice the intuitive eating practices, to do the workout. If they don't do that in those other 23 hours, it doesn't matter what we do in session. And I'll have people that will try and deflect and be like, well, this just isn't working. I'm like, well, have you tried? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Have you put in the work? Have you done the steps? Have you followed through yeah. with what I've asked you to follow through with? No. Okay. Well, let's do that. Yeah. And I will always meet them halfway. Yeah. I will uh, often, as far as I can meet them without going beyond halfway is as far as a guide should go. Oh, hundred percent. I've that's like story of my life because that's respecting that person and their journey and their right to learn. Yeah, yeah, their journey. Because yeah, exactly like, like I was saying earlier, it's it's easier for you to go more than halfway and just to kind of do it for them, and then they get this pseudo short term sense of happiness. And there's no and real results happening. You're just crippling them more and more and more and more. No, and it yeah. won't happen, and then it just it'll just get worse later. Like. Um, I especially make sure that when I'm working with younger kids, like 12 or 13, where yeah. this is like habit development age, as opposed to when they're like 19 and 20, they've probably got a lot of that. If they say, listen, I'm just going to um, kind of fib a little bit of this. And then because it's not worth that much. I'm like, OK, that's fine. I understand yeah. you're an adult that has their priorities. Maybe you have a kid to watch over. Like it's you, 
it's it's totally different. But when you're 12 and they're trying to cheat on the answers, like it's like you really got to crack yeah, the whip 100%. with that one because that's that's how it starts. Well, and, you know, and then they're 25 <laughs> and they don't know what to do with their life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I understand. Yeah, right? <laughs> I completely understand. You know, um, I think that habit building is so important. And, you know, when we approach our habits from the perspective of I'm doing this because I know it's what's best for me and I respect myself enough to show up and do those steps, those habits take on a completely different connotation. It's I caught myself just last night. I was like, oh, I have to train in the morning. I went, no, 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 bitch, no. You get to train in the morning and you get to do it with someone that you respect and love and adore. That's right. And I went in today. It was like the best workout of the day of the week. Best workout of the week. Yeah. And it's always so amazing how, 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 how much better you feel after something like that. Oh, after yeah. not wanting to go in, even myself, I totally fall prey to that. I I'd had these kids that want to train Saturday mornings and I'm like, Jesus Christ, why do these kids want to train at this time on Saturday morning <laughs> in winter where there's no. no AC? It's literally 50 degrees on the mat. I'm not kidding. It's brutal. And you're in this tough, yeah. thick canvas gi. It's rough. And you're throwing on the you ground. Know, even and, a, but you always come at it. A little, it. little, little example. Um, I don't know if you've tried cryotherapy yet, but I like, I'm like born and bred Californian. I, I've done the Wim Hof thing before. I did the ice bath thing for a hot God minute. God bless you. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that. I haven't done that at all. <laughs> I can't even like fathom the idea of sticking my body in ice. Uh, but. You just got to not think about it. I'm like, it, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> um, but recently we've been doing cryotherapy with Restore Hyper Wellness. And. Um, uh-huh it's made such a difference for me mentally and physically because the first session, the first time I was like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm doing it because we, mm, mm, I don't want to do it. And I went in and I was like, this is so cold. Oh my God, this sucks. Meh, 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 meh. Uh-huh. And you know, fast forward to last week, two weeks ago, I got there and I was like, I'm really excited to embrace this discomfort. I know I'm going to feel so good afterwards and my body is going to thank me not only because my immune system has been triggered and because I'm uh, burning a fuckload of calories in a very short amount of time, but uh, because I know that I will have intentionally subjected myself to something that I wouldn't have wanted to do. And on the other side, I'm going to feel better. And so we turned on uh, an East Forest song, the Ram Dass album that he did, which I love. And uh, and I just... Ram Dass loved it and prayed when I was in there and meditated a little two minutes. What's two minutes of your life, you know? Um, and this just yesterday I was like, Hey babe, my, my man is like an Arctic wolf. He loves the ice. He loves the cold. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, and so he looks forward to doing this craziness all the time. And I'm like, Hey, you want to go do cryo? He goes, excuse me. I'm like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to doing this. And I want to go do this with you. Do you want to go do cryo? And um, all it is is that cognitive shift of discomfort being the devil or discomfort being the destination. And I think that if if we can make it the destination, an intentional welcome destination, um, we'll get to where we want to be so much better with so much more efficacy and passion and drive and growth and humility and compassion and understanding and all of these things that while discomfort is uncomfortable, it really offers us so much magic. That absolutely does. And I, and I love how you put that. It's, it's not identifying with it as the, as, as the final thing that happens. It's discomfort is only temporary and as is this vessel as is this human experience as as is fear anxiety depression uh anything it's all temporary if we can align with that temporariness then we can also release our attachment to attachment yeah (laughs) yeah that's exactly it exactly it because it's it it won't last forever and and i think once you embrace that It's uncomfortable for this long, and then it's amazing for so much the longer. The lessons that and you I learn through you, that, oh, they're going to last so much longer than the discomfort itself. Yes, and once once you do a couple instances of that, I think you can start to be like, oh, okay, this is temporary, and I can I can get through it. 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, well, listen, I know you, know, you got to go here in a second, Mac, but I really want to thank you so much for coming on. Like, I This is probably one of the most 
easily one of the most engaging podcasts I've had just really being aligned with somebody on physical, mental, spiritual. And, you know, cause the conversation just, just happens. It was so oh, I've chills. I'm so grateful. Like this is the <laughs> stuff that I live for. You know, I've, I've really made a commitment and an intention to stop trying. If it doesn't flow, I don't push it period. Um, in the gym, out of the gym, in life and relationships, I am just like, eh, if it, it's met with resistance, I don't want it. Um, and so I'm so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for people like you and, um, the fact that your kids have a loving guide like you that is so understanding and compassionate and well-rounded and, um, you're doing great work and I'm just grateful to be part of it. So were you. I'm so glad we got to connect. Thank Hell you so yeah. much. And if anybody wants to connect with me, please, please, please. Uh, if you're listening to this and it resonates with you, please send me a message on Instagram. It's at the human builder at the underscore human underscore builder. Um, and there's a link there where we can set aside time to chat too. Yes, absolutely. And what was your website again? Humanbuilder.com. Perfect. I'm going to put links to all that in the descriptions. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. See, thanks so much, Mac.